Iowa is a podcast highlighting innovators and leaders across the state of Iowa. It's hosted by the Technology Association of Iowa, an organization that serves as the uniting force for Iowa's technology community. Visit technologyiowa.org to learn more about how to get involved. My name is Beth Trejo, and I'll be your host for today's show. Hello, everybody, and welcome today. I am so excited to introduce you to our guests, Mark Salisbury and Kimberly Dyer. Um, They are co-founders of Tuition Fit in Davenport. We have a great show for you today, so let's dive in. Kimberly and Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are excited. This is our first episode that we have done three people, so we are going to have a conversation today, learn a little bit more about tuition fit, and really talk about the technology scene in the state of Iowa. So first, let's just start out, and Kimberly, tell me how you guys know each other and kind of the roles that you play within your company. Sure, yeah. So um, I was teaching math as an adjunct professor at a small college, and I was looking for something additional to do that would be some meaningful work. So I was introduced to Mark, who was the director of institutional research and assessment, and it was a great fit. So we started working together and we worked literally in the same office for over seven years before we started this adventure together. Tell me a little bit more about Tuition Fit, just about the company. When did you guys get started? Um, sure. We started just tossing this around over lunch hours probably in January of 2018 or so, just started playing around with the problem that people couldn't figure out the price of college. You know, we knew a lot about how the admissions office, we had helped with a lot of data analysis and things, how they thought about attracting students and offering financial aid. And then we heard from other friends who were having kids go through the college search process and realized there was so much information that those outside of colleges didn't have. And one of the big things was how to figure out if they could afford college. So Mark kind of dreamed up this idea. We bounced it back and forth for several months. Um, Mark started working on it more full time around June 2018. Um, And then in November 2018, I joined him in more of a full time role. Awesome. And how many employees you guys have today and uh, locations? Are you primarily just in Davenport? Do you have other um, locations throughout the state? Yeah, we're based in the Quad Cities. It, it's kind of a Davenport uh, is right on the river, as some people know. And so um, Davenport's our home. And um, everybody that works with us is based here. Um, we certainly do a lot of remote work just because if anybody's driven through the Quad Cities, they know that they're building a bridge across the river right now. And getting one one side or the other is a little bit of a chore. So <laughs> we'll do a lot of remote work um, as well. Awesome. And so it sounds like you guys really helped identify the problem of colleges. It's difficult to buy, right? Um, We don't know if you can afford it or how much you should be paying. Mark, talk to me a little bit more about um, your decision to start this company and really that hole you saw on the market. Yeah, it's a really kind of strange thing. At the very core of this whole college search, college price debacle, nobody knows the actual prices that students pay. And so as a function of that, Uh, There's no way for people to know at the beginning of the process what school would charge them what price, and yet they're being asked to narrow down their choices to a small handful of schools before they apply. And lots of folks, after they apply, they get their acceptance letters and they get their financial aid awards and they look at the dollar amounts and they say, wait a minute, if I'd have known this, I would have applied to a different set of schools. 
way back when I did my applications. And so the public is incredibly frustrated by this. And the results of that are the student loan debt and the frustration that you see almost daily in the in the media. So all of those prices aren't hidden in a vault somewhere. They're sitting right there in all of those award letters. And so we thought, well, what if we just got the public to sort of team up? Everybody's frustrated about the same thing, but everybody's sitting there with a couple of award letters on their desk and not telling each other what they have. Why don't we just team up and see if we can get people to share this stuff, if we can protect people's individual identity and personal information um, and make it a free tool for people to use if they share information. We can kind of create a community. And so that's sort of the premise that we started with. And we thought people would share when we launched this, but we weren't sure. And then, holy cow, they were all over it because everybody wanted to know what's my price look like compared to other prices that are out there. I just need some context. I just need some some information because right now most people are operating with none. It's um, amazing to me that this wasn't already, you know, kind of baked in all the different college selection type processes that are already out there. Um, I have younger kids, so I don't have they haven't quite went through that process. But I remember just looking back to my experience of trying to figure out a college. It is overwhelming. Um, So you had this great idea. People wanted it. How did you decide the business model and how does your business model support that kind of general mission and excitement of helping college students as well as, you know, being a business as well? Yeah, it it turns out it actually matters to be able to pay your bills. Right? Um, (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. But well, we started with a couple of basic values that we sort of of felt like these had to be there, uh, which is that this has to be a free resource for the public because otherwise the students that need it the most won't have access to it. Uh, And the second thing was is that we can't do this in such a way that we get people to share their data and then we secretly sell it to the highest bidder. Um, It's a trust exercise if you're going to build a community, and so you have to maintain that trust. Um, But there are a whole bunch of other ways that we can make this work. Um, And one of them is students who don't yet have an award letter to share might still want to see some of the granularity of this data. Uh, Maybe they're two or three years out from going to college, but their family's sitting down trying to figure out, well, what schools should we look at? We created a way for them to pay a small fee to be able to see some of the data earlier so that they can get a jump start on this process. But then the other side of this that I think is actually um, at least as important is it turns out that the pricing debacle isn't just hurting the public. It's actually strangling an awful lot of colleges. And a lot of those colleges are right here in the Midwest. All of the small colleges that are in small towns around the state of Iowa or the regional directional public institutions. What has happened over the years is that they set these real high sticker prices that they never charge anybody um, because they give so many discounts. But the public doesn't know that. The public sees the sticker price and says, well, forget it. I'm not going to apply. So those schools end up losing enrollment and their primary source of revenue is their enrollment, tuition money. So what we built was a way for colleges and and universities to subscribe to tuition fit, see the same anonymized data that the students see, but give them a way to when they see a student who's uploaded an award letter that they can offer a better price, they can send an invitation to the student indicating that information and start a conversation. And of course, most students are more than happy to find out that 
there's a school out there that might ask them to pay less than what they've been asked to pay in an award letter they've received. Oh, I love that. That's really interesting. So does that interaction happen directly like within your web app or your software or does it just kind of connect the two and then how they can the student and the college kind of happens outside of the technology? Yeah, the the conversation gets started on the platform on Tuition Fit, and then the student and the college take that conversation off in their own direction after they start it. Um, we had to we wanted to make sure that we maintained or protected the student's anonymity, um, even if a college is going to reach out to a student to say, "Hey, I saw that you uploaded an award letter on Tuition Fit. We can." We can offer you a better price based on what we know about your academic and your financial need profile. Um, we wanted the student to still have control of the process there and to still be anonymous. So the institution sends an invitation through the platform to the student. Then the student has the choice whether to ignore that uh, invitation or respond to it. And the colleges only get one bite at the apple. They can't spam the student with you know thousands of invites. Um, so. The student is still at the center of the platform, um, but just because of the fact that people would like to be able to see other prices and actually not go into tremendous debt going to college, in most cases, the student says, well, sure, I'd be glad to talk. And so the student has the contact information of the person who sent the invite from that institution. They respond through email and then start the conversation with that admissions office, just like they would any other conversation they start when they reach out to a college to inquire. Wow, I feel like you're really changing like the fundamental way that people are buying like or choosing their college. I think it's super interesting. Kimberly, can you tell me a little bit? You mentioned a lot about the student. Is the decision driven by students these days or how much is mom and dad involved or influence between friends and kind of um, maybe geography? Tell me about that buying process these days and um, what you guys are seeing. I mean, it, it definitely is going to vary. There are a few students who are very self-sufficient and aren't getting a lot of support from family or friends and are tackling this on their own and they're very aware of not going into debt for their future. But I would say by and large, a, a lot of families, it's the parents who have that experience of having made major purchases before and they understand the importance of setting your price range up front you know, before you get sucked into wanting something that you can't possibly afford, right? Let's set the parameters. And so I think there's a lot of parent involvement and on our platform, um, parents would create a separate account and then students would create their account and then they would link those. And the student gives permission to the parent to then you know, read and write and manage things for them if they so choose. But we, we do get a lot of communication from parents who are very worried about the price of college. More so if you have a traditional high school senior who's 18 who's applying for college, sometimes the magnitude of the price problem is more in the parent's role than in the students. Yeah. And you mentioned high school uh, seniors. I'm interested because just in talking with friends and, and colleagues, it seems like it's getting younger and younger, just that decision-making process. Are you guys seeing that as well? Um, you know, that freshman, sophomore kind of start thinking about it? Or do you really feel like, I mean, it's the same as it always was, you push everything off until that <laughs> that senior year? <laughs> You're, you're jumping right to one of the really interesting parts of how this whole industry has shifted. So as uh, it used to be that you didn't have to think about going to college until you were a senior in high school and sometimes even the spring of your senior year. Um, but as what a lot of people call the admissions industrial complex has sort of become what it is, they have pushed colleges to focus 
earlier and earlier in on what they call the funnel, right? The the first inquiries, the first interaction between the student and the college. So students are getting brochures when they're eighth graders sometimes, and colleges are trying to get a hold of kids as freshmen and just to get in there, you know, get on their radar a little bit. And that has absolutely moved earlier and earlier. And it's a function of an industry that's driving it that way as it's becoming more and more difficult for some colleges to find students. And what has happened as a result is that there's this second wave of students who they're not interested in thinking about college when they're freshmen in high school. And for a lot of reasons, they kind of bounce around or they get all hung up on the possibilities without knowing about price. And then there's there has emerged now this essentially a later stage where students are in their senior year and they now have pricing information and reality sort of kicks them in the teeth. And suddenly they've been accepted to some colleges, but they're now more undecided than ever because they realize the import of cost and borrowing and the family saying, look, we we can't possibly afford this. Um, So all of a sudden this whole second wave is starting to emerge and colleges are so focused on this funnel model that they're not designed to even connect with those students at that time because they've put all of their eggs into that early top of the funnel basket. Yeah, that's really interesting. I just, you know, I think about the freshman, sophomore experience in high school and just how disconnected you feel to like the real world. And then all of a sudden it just kind of slaps you at the end being like, oh, I really need to make a decision. And oh, it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, (laughs) Quick question. Do you guys do um, like only four year colleges or do you do technical colleges too? So for our platform right now, the the way that we're able to show comparison information is to pull together uh, what is in the higher ed world called the direct cost, which means tuition, fees, room and board. Um, So that means that a college or university that we can plug into tuition fit um, has to have a way to put all four of those prices together. So there's a lot of two year schools that have um, residency options. And so those schools can fit into this scenario as well. These have to be full time students um, because once you get to part time, then the way that colleges charge um, is very different. Um, But if the school has a room and board component, even if the student is deciding to be a commuter student, that's that can still work in our system. Awesome. I, I just really appreciate you guys sharing this insight on about your company. I think it's so interesting and sounds like a really needed and um, exciting business model. As you have scaled and kind of grown your team, what's one thing that you've learned about building culture or, you know, really including multiple mindsets and diversity in your workforce? Yeah, that, that has become a, a thing that, you know, we the whole point of building this tool was that there are all kinds of individuals, students and families that uh, start from a disadvantaged place in the college search process. Um, and those folks tend to be first generation students, meaning their parents didn't go to college or the college going isn't a part of the family culture. They tend to be lower income families. Uh, they tend to also be non-white. Um, whether that means African-American or Hispanic. And so much of what we built this for was to create a a level playing field for folks. And what that has sort of baked into our culture is um, a tendency to, to very quickly say, okay, how does this particular thing look? What does it look like from this other perspective? What does it look like from the person who's not me, uh, who doesn't have my life experience? 
um, who doesn't have my biases, conscious and unconscious. And I think that's started to get baked into just the way that we do what we do um, so that we're we try really hard to be sort of, hey, how does this look? From your perspective, you know, Kimberly and I, male and female, two different life experiences. And a lot of our success, I think, is a function of I know that there's stuff that I just miss that Kimberly nails because she sees it from her perspective. And I'm pretty sure she thinks the same way about me. Um, and that, I think, is just baked into we've we've made sure that that's a part of our culture. Um, but it certainly helped that the whole premise of starting this tuition fit project was based on leveling a playing field. I love that. And before we um, wrap up today, Kimberly, I just have a question for you. Um, you mentioned your kind of um, experience in the academic world. What piece of advice would you give a high school student or maybe even their parents as they start this process um, of trying to identify the right college fit for them? Yeah, I think I would um, first say that there's not one perfect college. There are probably a few dozen that are really good for you. So not to place so much stress or focus on finding the perfect fit, but to to find a great place that you can get what you need. And so you're, you're not failing by not finding that perfect fit. Calm down, gather information, and collect some options that are all good for you, and then you can choose from there. Well said. Thank you so much for your time, Kimberly and Mark. We really appreciate it. If you get a chance, check out their website, tuitionfit.org. A pleasure having you both today, and thanks for being our guest. Thank you. Thank you. The TAI Technically Iowa podcast is sponsored by the Iowa Economic Development Authority, or IEDA. Our state has the second lowest cost of doing business in the country. Let IEDA help you get started at iowaeda.com.